Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. All right, get your helmets on. Let's go, let's go. From the Southeast Conference to the Parkland. From the North Shore to the Classic 8. From the Greater Metro to the Southern Lakes Conference and everything in between. When I feel that chill, smell that fresh cut. It's time to get you up to date on all the key high school football games in the area. The boys are falling. It's the Varsity Blitz High School Football Scoreboard Show, powered by Current Electric. Let's turn it over to the fans' high school insider, big time, Mike McGivern. Welcome into the Varsity Blitz High School Football Scoreboard Show. As always, powered by Current Electric. Go to callcurrent.com. On 1250 AM, the fan. We'll get you the most current and up-to-date scores at all the key high school football games in the area. Tell you what, week three is a big week. And uh, when I could have a, a uh, co-host in studio with me, we talked about what week do you get better. You know, after the first week, obviously you learn a lot about your team and you start to put in things that you that you think you missed. And then after week two, you really get a good feel of the soul of your football team, of who can play when the lights get a little bit hot and who trusts each other on the field. There are guys that that you come into the season with that you're counting on that all of a sudden things aren't working well, and there's a kid who's a backup that you never saw coming. And I'll tell you a quick story. I was coaching freshman football at Whitefish Bay Dominican. Didn't have a ton of guys, and there's a kid named Scott. And uh, Scott, longer hair, had, uh, you know, Grateful Dead T-shirts all the time. And and you know what? I wasn't sure. I, I, I... I wasn't sure. You know, I watched him a little bit, but he didn't jump out at me. And after week two, he walked into my office and he handed me his gear and he said, you know what, I'm done, coach. And I said, you're quitting? He goes, yeah. He said, you know what, this is a freshman in high school talking to me. He said, coach, you have no idea how good of a football player I am. And you let my hair and what I wear blind you. And he said, coach, I'm not kidding. I'm really good, but I'm wasting my time. And I said, Scott, you know what? I make mistakes all the time as a coach. Do me a favor. Give me one more week. 
Give me one more week. And after next week, after next week's game, if the, if it's the same, then we'll have that conversation. But do me a favor. Give me one more week. By the third week, he was our starting fullback, our starting outside linebacker, and he punted for us. He was asking me to come off the field because he was tired. I said, no, no, no. You're well-rested. You didn't play at all the first two weeks, so you go. And uh, so I understand how important from week two to week three is. And we've got some big games tonight. Some big games we have covered and a couple that we don't. And I'm hoping that somebody out there that's going to a couple of these games might be able to call us and talk to Austin. He's handling the phones tonight, 414-799-1250. 799-1250. Let me run down the games that we have covered. Bradford at Oak Creek. Brookfield East at Brook Central. Homestead is at Cedarburg. McGuanago at Arrowhead. Franklin at Kenosha Tremper. We had the Lake, or we do, Lake Mills at Kewaskum. And Jason Pittman's going to get his scores from the West Bend West Slinger and Kettle Moraine Lutheran Berlin games as well. St. Catharines at Martin Luther. Port Washington at Sheboygan Falls. We had the Lakeside Lutheran at Baraboo game. That got canceled yesterday. Because Lakeside Lutheran had a couple of COVID cases uh, in their school, and they shut it down. We've got the Hartford at Whitefish Bay game covered. West Bend East at Nicolet. So if you heard that list and you're a high school guy, you know there's a couple out there that I don't have covered that I wish I did. Menominee Falls at Catholic Memorial is definitely one of those. I'd like somebody at the Germantown at Marquette game to call as well because I'd like to see um, how that game goes. Marquette 1-0 put up a big number against Wisconsin Lutheran last week. And uh, ranked number four in D1. And I know Germantown. I know Jake Davis will have his boys ready to go. Um, we're going to have the Burlington at Waterford game. We'll, we'll uh, be able to keep our eye on that one. Wauwatosa West at Pewaukee is another one that's got a chance, I think, to be pretty good. Wauwatosa West is a team that gave a scare to Catholic Memorial week one, had a big win last week, and they're a team that we need to keep our eye on. What we don't want to do is 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 miss them and four weeks from now, five weeks from now, go, man, we didn't talk about them. So Tosa West at Pewaukee, I think, is a, is a, an awfully big game. Tosa West is ranked number eight, Division Two. Pewaukee is ranked number nine, Division Three. And look, I've done I've done enough games at Pewaukee when I was part of the Thursday Night Lights High School Football Game of the Week crew, and we we were at Pewaukee a couple of times. It's a great atmosphere. For high school football, you know, and depending on how many people they're letting in, because again, they're letting some more people in some areas and nobody in Kenosha. So it, it really depends on if how many people they're letting into Pewaukee, but similar to Sussex Hamilton, that atmosphere for high school football is phenomenal. And uh, I would like if somebody is at that uh, Tosa West Pewaukee game to make sure you call. And if you don't want to come on the air, that's okay. Just call Austin and get him the scores. Again, 799-1250 to, to, uh, to talk to Austin. He's, he's taken over now for Mitch, and this is Austin's first week. So do me a favor, be nice to him. He, uh, I don't know if he's nervous, but he's a little jittery back there because he understands once these phone lines start, man, they do not stop. And uh, we go all the way to 10 o'clock. So if you're just walking into a game, um, you know what, when you leave, call us. And uh, because we can't have coaches on like we have in the past, we, we don't want our sideline guys to hand their phone off to a coach before he gets in on the bus or in the locker room after a win. 
We're having our, our sideline guys call in for a couple minutes, but we have time near the end of the show. That 9 o'clock hour, if you're leaving one of these stadiums, you know what, give us a call and, and come on the air and talk about it and talk a little bit about the game you were at and some of the people that were, uh, you know, some of the players that, that you thought stood out. If you've got a son or, you know, a, a grandson or a, a nephew that plays, you know, let's talk about him. Last year we did this, and, and I had a woman from Brookfield Central call in and she was a grandmother and she was I would think in her 70s and she was so proud of her grandson and I said how did he play she goes I I don't know I think he I think he's all right I think he played well but let me tell you what a great human being he is and what a nice guy is let's get to line one if we can Brian's at the Tosa West game Tosa West game just finished I guess 28 20 Tosa West Brian how you doing I'm doing quite well so that game started early today yeah, uh, because of uh, protests in Wauwatosa. Oh, that's right. Um, the Wauwatosa School District uh, shut down classes and um, anything going on on their fields for the rest of this week. So they moved the game from Tosa West to Pewaukee. And um, instead of starting at their regular start time, they started at 4 p.m. Wow. Yeah, this is the first I heard of that. You know, I live... Uh... I live in really close to Tosa, and not last night so much. The night before, Brian, um, I had a helicopter over my house from about 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. And, okay. uh, yeah, it was it was a little nerve-wracking. My wife, Terry, she slept right through it. I was <laughs> up, you know, I was up with a little baseball bat, hold, you know, thinking, man, what am I going to do if they come right. down this way? So, hey, right. um, Tosa West, Brian, and you got a chance to – did you watch that game? Yeah, I was there. So Tulsa West is 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 really interesting to me. They they almost beat Catholic Memorial, and they won big last week. How did they look to you? They beat a pretty good Pewaukee team. Yeah, they looked really good. I mean, they they're a, a run heavy heavy run team. So they, you know, passing is only if you're way behind, basically. So they they have a bunch of offense where they punch everybody in and they just run it up their throat and dare you to stop them with three running backs. Yeah, that you know what they have three in the backfield and and we had a guy at their first game and he said, look, this this is a little bit unusual and I'm not quite sure half the time who has the ball. He said they are their offensive line. He said looked pretty good to him. Yeah, they fire off the ball quite well, so they're, they're looking good and they can move the ball as good as anybody. Well, it be interesting to, to keep our eye on, on them, and I may try to get a hold of their coach tonight and see if he'll come on and, and talk a little bit about his team and, and uh, all this. Look, it's hard as a coach to keep your boys focused when there isn't any craziness going on. But now right. you've got what's going on in Tosa. You've got COVID. You, you're not in class. You are in class. You're at practice. You're not at practice. I, I'm interested to see how he's taking care of that because obviously – He's done a really – that staff's done a nice job with that team. Yeah. Hey, Brian, thank you for calling in. You listen to the show much? Yeah, listen to it every single Friday. Man, I appreciate that. You know, one of these days, Brian, you should call me off the air, and if you're at games all the time, maybe we should have you calling in on games. Well, we might have to make that happen. Man, all right, Brian. Hey, do me a favor. <laughs> Could you stay on hold a second? And let's for get sure. let's have Austin get your number, and I'll give you a call uh, either over the weekend or early next week, and we'll have that discussion. Sounds like a plan. All right, hold on. Austin, could you get Brian's number for me, please? Thanks. Uh, Sam, let's go to uh, line five if we can. 
Alex Zoli, he's at the uh, the Franklin Kenosha Tremper game. Alex, give us an update. Six nothing Franklin here early, under ten minutes to go. You couldn't ask for a worse start for the Tremper Trojans. I mean, they go three and out on their opening drive, punt out of their own end zone. Franklin, and, and it's a short punt, too, so Franklin gets the ball at the 19. It took them seven plays, but they punched it in for the touchdown. It was a one-yard touchdown run. Extra point was blocked, so it is nothing Franklin, but Tremper with a hole, digging themselves a hole early on in the first quarter. You know, it's interesting, Alex. The first half of the first week, Franklin struggled. And, in fact, into the third quarter against Bradford, they struggled a little bit. And I know Bradford's not bad. They got some good kids. Um, but then they turned it around. They're like, they, I think they scored three times in like six plays. And went boom, boom, boom. And they're back to being the Franklin that uh, that we remember. In fact, they're ranked number two in the state in Division One right now, and uh, yeah. behind Muskego. And it's interesting that it, it took them a little bit, but once they got it going, they're back to being Franklin. And that defense under Coach Lewis Brown is as good as any. Alex and Zola, keep us up to date. Alex is brought to you by your local pick-and-save stores. Listen every Saturday from 10 to noon during the Varsity Blitz Show to meet this week's pick-and-save student athlete of the week. Thanks, pick-and-save. Let's uh, get to line two. Tyler's at the McGuanago Arrowhead game, and he's brought to you by Kern Electric, home of the superheroes. For all of your electrical or solar needs, go to callcurrent.com. Tyler Peters, give us an update. Hey, Mike. Um... Oh. You know, we lost him. Man, I'm interested in that game, too, because Arrowhead is uh, Sam Schmidt's favorite uh and if you don't get sarcasm, trust me, that's sarcastic. New staff playing okay. I don't think playing up to where their coaching staff was hoping, and and they're going to play that way at the end of the year. But McGuanago is a team that a lot of people picked to win this division. And and what's interesting, the Classic Eight, maybe the best, and I think the best conference football conference anywhere in the state of Wisconsin. And Muskego hasn't lost in, I don't know, two and a half, three years. And there are still people that think McGuanago has a chance to win that conference. So it's, uh, that's interesting. Let's try line two again if we can. Tyler Peters, let's try you again. Arrowhead McGuanago, give us an update. Still nothing. Hey, Tyler, we're going to get to a break. Hopefully we can get to you after. This is the Varsity Blitz High School Football Scoreboard Show powered by Current Electric. Go to callcurrent.com. On 12.50 a.m., The Fan. Uh, Welcome back to the Varsity Blitz High School Football Scoreboard Show on 12.50 a.m., The Fan. Let's get to line two. Tyler, we're going to try him again. He's at the arrowhead McGuanago game. Tyler, give us an update. Boy, we got to figure out uh, Tyler's. He's had a big game. We got to figure out that phone line. Let's get to uh, let's get to line one if we can. Ted Lang, he's had a big one. Obviously, he's uh, he's at the Brookfield East Brook Central game, and he's brought to you by UW Credit Union for secure mobile banking that's easy to use. Join UW Credit Union. Learn more at uwcu.org. Ted, give us an update. Well. I can give you the update. Look at that. Wow. That's awesome. It made me sound like a, a big rock star there, Sam. 7-0. Uh, I believe 7-0 Brook Central over Brook East. 
Let's uh, let's try line three if we can. Down with Chillis is at the Oak Creek Bradford game. Down, are you there? All right, we're gonna have to figure out our phone lines, boys. It's uh, two nothing Kenosha Bradford over Oak Creek. Obviously, they got a safety, and uh, Bradford's I think a little bit maybe better than we thought. And Oak Creek had a week off, and maybe they're a little rusty, but down two nothing. I know that uh, that coaching staff at Oak Creek that we had on the air. I think uh, last, yeah, last week we had them on, and and uh, Hubba's over there, who used to be with Joe Cook, and known Hubba since he was a freshman in high school, one of the best minds of high school football coaches in the area. Um, Andy was going to be on line four, and Andy's at uh, the St. Catharines Greendale Martin Luther game. I'm almost happy we don't have Andy to come on because St. Catharines has beaten Martin Luther eight nothing, and. Andy uh, has been giving me shots all week. I'm almost afraid to let him come on the air. And then uh, Alex was going to come on as well. 13 nothing now, Franklin over Kenosha Tremper. Kenosha Tremper's letting that one get away awfully quick. And uh, they want to be awfully careful with that because Franklin could put up some numbers in a hurry. Hey, as we have time with this, let me go through Division Two real quick. Um, as far as the rankings, Menominee Falls is ranked number one in Division Two. Brookfield East, Hartford, Brook Central, Waterford, who is down 7-3 to Burlington right now. Waukesha West is 6, Homestead is 7, Wauwatosa West is 8, Kakana and Hortonville. They're the top uh, the, the top-ranked teams here in the state in Division 2. In Division 1, Muskego's 1, no surprise to anybody. Franklin 2, again, no surprise. And McGuanago is 3. And again, a lot of people think that uh, McGuanago, Muskego, that game is going to be a big one. I know my my sideline guys are all going to line up, see if they can't get to that one. Uh, four is Marquette, five is Oak Creek, six DC Everest, Arrowhead is seven, Chippewa Falls is eight, Hudson's nine, and ten is Kenosha Bradford. Now remember, when we're talking about this, you know Kimberly, who's not playing. Would be there's teams all over the state. About thirty percent of the teams are not playing, and those teams are not in this list. Obviously, you would see Kimberly either Division One or Division Two, probably Division One, and they would be up there with Franklin, Muskego, and McGuanago. Come down to Division Three, a lot of teams from our area. Whitefish Bay is one, Grafton is two, and then Medford, on Alaska, Baraboo, Rhinelander, Shawano, then Plymouth. Pewaukee and Wilmot from the Southern Lakes Conference. Wilmot is not a team that that I've talked about a lot throughout the years, other than when I talk to some of the coaches in that conference, and they go, "Man, you're missing it." There, there's a lot of a lot of good stuff going on with the football program at Wilmot, and you might want to reach out and get somebody on from Wilmot, and I will certainly do that here in uh, in the future. I don't want, you know, years ago, I used to not talk Southern Lakes football a whole lot, and I learned my lesson. I got burned with that. There's really good football being played uh, with uh, Lake Geneva Badger, and certainly Waterford has kind of been the king down there. Burlington is really fun to watch. In fact, the head football coach at Burlington has been in studio a couple of times and really good friends with Tony Romo. In fact, they played together at Burlington, and He's got really good stories about Romo when we're on the air. He's got even better ones when we're off the air. So it, uh, I'll tell you, he's he's a good guy. He likes throwing the ball. If you get a chance, on my 24 right now is uh, the Thursday Night Lights High School football game of the week. They're playing it on Friday night, and it's from Waterford, and it is Burlington up 7-3. 
on Waterford. Let's get to a break. We're going to try to fix these phone lines if we can. This is the Varsity Blitz High School Football Scoreboard Show, powered by Current Electric. Go to callcurrent.com. On 1250 AM, The Fan. Welcome back to the Varsity Blitz High School Football Scoreboard Show, powered by Current Electric. Go to callcurrent.com. We could use Current Electric, I think. I don't know. We could use somebody. The phone lines are not working, and that's tough on a scoreboard show. I can tell you that, but I've got some scores to run down for you, and uh, hopefully we get these done and and back on the air pretty quick. It's 2 nothing Bradford uh, over Oak Creek, last time I heard. Uh, Brookfield Central, 7. Brookfield East, nothing. In a battle of not only two schools that are about three miles apart, um, but really close in the rankings, and and uh, that's always a really good game to be at. Homestead up 7 nothing over Cedarburg. Arrowhead up 7 nothing over McGuanico. Franklin, 27 nothing over over Kenosha Tremper. It'll be a long night for, for Tremper. St. Catharines up 8 nothing at Martin Luther. Tosa West in a final. Tosa West beat Pewaukee 28 to 20. And again, with the unrest in Wauwatosa, they they moved the game, started early. They played at Pewaukee. And uh Tosa West is a team that again we keep our eye on because they they're they're playing really well right now. 28 to 20 final over uh Pewaukee. 7-3 Burlington over Waterford at Waterford. Right now, it's 7-0 Catholic Memorial over Menominee Falls. And Muskego is up 7-0 at Kettle Moraine. So, again, our phone lines are out. Uh, but if you uh, if you can, uh, text me. If you got my text, uh, d- give me a text and let me know. Uh, 7-7 now the Cedarburg-Homestead game. Cedarburg came back and scored to make that a 7-7 game. And Whitefish Bay and... Let me look here. Whitefish Bay and Hartford, that's a big game in that conference, by the way. Hartford beats Homestead last week, and Whitefish Bay is up at home over Hartford 7 to nothing. Be uh, awfully, be an awfully good game. The um, Menominee Falls team is uh, has a sack and a block punch so far. That was sent from uh, Greg Wanschneider. Thank you very much, Greg. I appreciate that. And again, Michael Rachel is at the Homestead Cedarburg game. A little bit about Cedarburg. You know, they've been down a little bit. And Brian Lear, because they had some athletes coming through that he wanted to kind of get out on the end and start throwing the ball. And where he's most comfortable is when they their, their splits on the offensive line are close. And what they run, you have no idea who has the ball. And Cedarburg, he's back running what he wants to run. And they're being much more competitive than they have in the past. And for them to be 7-7 against Homestead right now, uh, you got to give Brian Lear a lot of credit because he's hanging in there. Their youth program in Cedarburg, a lot of kids playing different sports out there than football. And so their numbers are not great. But it the, the pride that the, the Bulldogs have in that football program and in that community, they love their high school football. So they are certainly going to be uh, – Rooting for them to beat Homestead. I don't know the last time Cedarburg beat Homestead. That would be a while because he, uh, you know what, uh, Coach Keel won that conference for a lot of years in a row. And now he's retired and they have two co-head coaches. 
over at Homestead. And right now they're in a battle with a Cedarburg team that uh, I think is playing better than they have in the past, which is uh, which is awesome. I, I'm, I'm happy with them. The uh, Quinton Henry 23-yard touchdown catch Bradford leads 9-0 over Oak Creek. You know, it's interesting because Oak Creek defensively played really well against Kenosha Indian Trail two weeks ago and then had a bye week. So you think about this, they they started camp late, didn't have as much time, went out, played really well against the talented Kenosha Indian Trail team, shut them out, talked to Joel Parr uh, that night when I was driving home. They have a freshman quarterback, a freshman middle linebacker, and a freshman left tackle that starts for Oak Creek. So it's interesting. We're going to see how this freshman quarterback handles, you know, the lights. They're getting a little bit hot right now, down nine nothing, and uh, we'll see how they respond. They're at home, and I think uh, we'll find out if if this freshman quarterback. And, and look, talking to Joe Parr, he said the kid is the real deal. But trust me, this is a senior laden team. But they have fully accepted this freshman. It's his huddle. It's his huddle, and they stop when he says enough. They stop, and they take their direction from this freshman quarterback. And the middle linebacker, he said he'll hit anything that moves. Could care less if you're a senior All-State player. Doesn't know it, could care less. All he wants to do is hit people. And he says, smart kid, real tough kid. And and these are a couple of guys, along with this left tackle, that Joel Parr at Oak Creek, he said, look, the future's bright here at Oak Creek. We got some kids in our in our youth program that are moving in. We've got some really good kids at the younger ages, younger grades that got a chance to, to have Oak Creek be relevant again, the way they used to be. And when you think of that conference, you know, you think of Franklin, and there's always a team in Kenosha, and certainly Racine Horlick. We're going to talk, in fact, to the head coach at Racine Horlick tomorrow um, on my Varsity Blitz show. That show tomorrow is going to be fun. You're going to want to take a listen to that. From 10 to noon, we're going to talk to high school and, and, and maybe one college coach Guys that normally this time of year and for years, they've been coaching. They've been on the sidelines. And and trust me, I know this for a fact because I was a coach for a long time. We get into a certain routine. We don't like getting out of that routine. Look, I, I tell people I started holding hands with my wife just about the day we, after we graduated from high school. And we've been holding hands ever since. We bought one house. Man, I like, I, I like things to be normal. 2020, there's nothing normal about this, and guys like me are going nuts. This is hard for us. A lot of change. Working from home, you know, all the things that, that go along with that. So tomorrow's Varsity Blitz show, we're going to talk to coaches that are coaching right now. These are guys that are so used to being in that routine, you know, that last week in July they're getting all their equipment ready. They've got meetings with their staff. They got meetings with the captains. You know, they've already figured out who's going to be where. Are we going to two platoon? Who do we have filling in at backups? And now all of a sudden, guys like Steve Jones, head coach down at Horlick, uh, Coach Fletcher's coming on tomorrow. Patrick Wagner from Milwaukee Riverside, who has been doing it with with Coach Wise over at King in that conference better than anybody in the conference for a long time, and he's a football guy. And this has got to be driving him absolutely nuts to be not coaching right now. And he's hoping they're going to play in the spring, but nobody knows. He doesn't know. He has no idea. He's hoping. He's got his kids believing. They're in the weight room. They're getting after it. And those are the guys we're going to talk to tomorrow, along with Brian Kaminsky from Sun Prairie. If you haven't heard Brian Kaminsky on one of my shows, man, I'm telling you, he's fun. He's really fun. And he uh, he doesn't hold back. 
Uh, some of these guys, you know, they 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 will probably tell me things off the air that uh, will not tell me on the air, which is okay. But they'll come on the air and say, "Hey, look, we, you know, we got to uh, we got to get better or whatever. We we're going to be in the weight room and we're going to do this and that." But off the air, a couple of them said, "This is ridiculous. There's a school two miles up the road, and we're not playing in their plan. Come on, let's go." They're keeping everybody safe. We certainly could do that as well. So it's interesting. That show tomorrow is going to be fun. The youth sports show that that I'm doing, um, you might want to tune in as well. The first half hour, we're going to have a clinical psychologist on from Chicago, Dr. Murphy, who is uh, world-renowned, by the way, author. He's a Chicago guy. He is uh, from the private schools, the Catholic schools down in Chicago, and you want to talk about a guy who is is uh, going to come out and say, look, here's what's going on, and we have to make sure our kids are getting back here, getting back there, because the biggest story that people aren't talking about is the depression that's setting in with some of these kids. And it'll be interesting to talk to Dr. Murphy tomorrow from 9 to 9.30 on the Allstate Youth Sports Show. And then we're going to have the, uh, the athletic director at Kettle Moraine. Their youth program at Kettle Moraine is a little bit different than some of the youth programs we've had on. You know, youth programs sometimes are part of the high school. Sometimes they're not. Sometimes they take direction from the, the varsity uh, coach. Sometimes they don't. Well, Kettle Moraine is all under one umbrella. And it's interesting because I, I met a woman. In fact, I just started talking to her in the parking lot um, at a place called the Burn Boot Camp out in Waukesha that I've been working out with my friend Christy. My wife thinks I'm nuts, by the way. But 4.45 a.m., and I didn't have – I had a guy lined up for this week, and his mom got sick, and he had to go out of town. So I said to these two women that I just got done working out by, hey, do you guys, are you guys involved in your sports? And the one kind of looked at me weird and said, yeah, my, my kids are. I said, are you on the board or anything? She said, actually, I am. So I started talking to her. She got me to the athletic director at Kettle Rain, who I've known for a long time. But I didn't understand that youth program and how they're set up. So he's going to come on tomorrow to talk a little bit about that. And it's really interesting. There's a couple people that are like that, a couple places, but not many. And for you guys that think it might be a good idea to have every, everything under one umbrella, this guy at Kettle Rain thinks this is the way to go. So it'll be interesting to, to get a hold of him and talk to him for a half hour. And, uh, hey, an update on that Homestead-Cedarburg game, 14-7 Cedarburg. 14-7 Cedarburg. Michael Rachel is uh, is covering that game for us. And, uh He's doing a great job. He really is. He he second week with us, and uh, I know I've known his dad a long time. I coached his uncle, and his dad and his uncle, uh, Donnie Rachel and Joey Rachel from St. Mary's Chestahova, two totally opposite kids. Man, growing up, totally opposite kids. And I coached uh, Joey, who was a little different. He was tough. He uh, man had a temper, but he he's got that under control. I can tell you that. And uh, Michael Rachel from Brookfield Academy. About a six-six kid, and uh, I'm, I'm sure I can still whoop him in basketball. He played a little bit for Coach Clary over there. Also played tennis, but I'm not playing tennis against him. I can tell you that. So he's covering that game. Again, 14-7. Uh, Homestead is losing to Cedarburg. The other show I want to – look, I'm going to just tell you about one last show I'm doing. Faith in the Zone this week. Man, it, one of the better shows I think I've ever done. And I feel bad that Pastor Ken Keltner, who's my co-host, can't be in studio with me because he would have loved this guy, Derwin Gray. Pastor Derwin Gray, cornerback years ago for the uh, Indianapolis Colts. He grew up in San Antonio, went to high school in San Antonio, Texas, and 
he took a full ride to Brigham Young, and he said, look, I was one of the only brothers on campus, man. I loved Brigham Young. He, he was a really big Coach Edwards fan from Brigham Young. Met a beautiful girl, got married. He was a rookie in the locker room with the Indianapolis Colts when a fellow Colt player walked up to him with a Bible and said, hey, do you know Jesus? And that started Pastor Derwin Gray's uh, journey, and and he is on fire right now. He tells some great stories about the Colts Sunday at 8 a.m. and 8 p.m., or check him out on faithinthezone.com. We're going to get to a break. Austin, you okay with that? Hey, t- turn your mic on, young man. Austin, how you been? I've been good. Yeah, man, you know what? This is the first time you've ever done this show, right? Yeah, it's the first else. time the phone lines have ever gone dead. <laughs> Yeah, I think it's you, pal. Sussex Hamilton charm right there. Hey, did you play at Sussex Hamilton? I was on the team. You were yeah. that's all right. You were on the team. <laughs> so you understand when I say if you want to go to a really great high school football atmosphere when everything opens up, go to go to a game at Sussex Hamilton. Oh yeah, absolutely. Hey, get close to the mic if you can. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it really is. It is. And uh you were telling me that your mom likes our open on some of these shows oh, yeah. that made her Made her cry. She used to love that one back when we were in high school. Yeah. it. I, I just loved doing games out there in Pewaukee, Waterford, were some of the games that, man, the people just, I I would get thank yous from people I'd see in the street or a grocery store six months later, Austin, from people from Sussex Hamilton going, hey, you're Mike McGivern. I go, yes, I am. Thanks for doing the game out at, at, at Sussex Hamilton. That means a lot to us. And I go, man, you're welcome. Waterford, the same thing. They're on right now because Waterford people, I, I, two years later, would come up to me and say, hey, you're the sideline guy for my 24. Yes. Thanks for coming down and, and doing one of our games. You're welcome. On your radio show, why don't you talk about the Southern Lakes Conference more? I go, man, you just said thank you to me. Now why are you riffing me? I'd laugh and, and we'd have that conversation. Pewaukee, the same thing. But Sussex Hamilton is one of those. I think that if you want to go to a really great atmosphere to see a, a, a community that loves high school football, you get out to see the Chargers play. Mm, yeah, it's a great community. I'm yeah. definitely grateful to grow up there. Uh, nothing yet on our phone lines. So on the other side of the break, I'm going to tell you what I was like in fifth grade. I'm just kidding. we got a lot more scores to cover. This is the Varsity Blitz High School Football Scoreboard Show, powered by Current Electric. Go to callcurrent.com on 1250 AM, The Fan. Welcome back to the Varsity Blitz High School Football Scoreboard Show powered by Current Electric. Go to callcurrent.com for any of your electrical or solar needs. And tomorrow during the Varsity Blitz Show at 11 o'clock, we will introduce you to a Milwaukee Mesmer girl who is our Current Electric Superhero of the Week. And if I break out in the song like uh, M-E-S-S-M-E-R, Mesmer, Mesmer, Best by Far, it's my alma mater, man. And uh, I'm telling you, Madison Brown is is a wonderful young lady. She's a senior at Mesmer doing great things. I talked to her mom and dad. Dr. Brown is, is a really good man. Um, they, they've done a marvelous job with her. And 11 o'clock, our current electric superhero of the week. Not going to want to miss that. If you haven't caught that segment yet, um, please do. It's really good. A couple of updates. 21 nothing. Menominee Falls over Catholic Memorial. 21 nothing. Let that sink in. Menominee Falls over Catholic Memorial. Uh, Kiwasam 
They at seven seven Kewaskum and Lake Mills late in the first quarter. I've got uh, Oak Creek has come back. Freshman quarterback on a two year uh, two yard rush has made it a nine to six game, and I can tell you that Don Wachillis, who has seen a lot of high school football, said, "Boy, this freshman quarterback looks really good." Two yard quarterback sneak, two point conversion, no good. Bradford nine six with eight twenty two left in the second quarter, twenty eight nothing. Lake Country Lutheran, who is, look, they're over Shoreland Lutheran. Shoreland Lutheran, not a great football um, a powerhouse right now. I love the people there. I was in that conference when I coached Martin Lutheran. They, well, I'll tell you, the people at Shoreland Lutheran, when you go there, they greet you at the door. They, they, have, they have a great concession, and they're really nice people. Not, their football program's been struggling. Lake Country Lutheran has not been struggling. They are up 28 nothing at the end of the first quarter. Let me get to a couple other scores that we had talked about before. Final, Tosa West 28-20 over Pewaukee. Muskego is up 7-0 on Kettle Moraine. I got to believe that that score is probably not right anymore. Uh, Franklin was up 27-0 in the first quarter against Kenosha Tremper. So all you guys in that conference that thought, uh, hey, you know what, Bradford Almost got Franklin. Maybe Franklin is uh, coming back to the pack a little bit. I don't think so. I don't think so. And 27 nothing at, uh, and that, again, that was in the first quarter. I can tell you that the Brookfield Central Brook East game last we heard, and and uh, I'd love to get Ted Lang to, to send me a text on that game. 7 nothing Brook Central over Brookfield East. And uh, if, you're not, if you've never been to one of those games, too, when uh, when those two teams get together, throw out the records. And I know you hear that all the time, but I'm serious. Throw them out because those kids don't like each other a whole lot when they're playing against each other, and a lot of them are friends. I had uh, I did one of my shows live, uh, the Varsity Blitz show live at Alexis Dealer out in Brookfield, and I had the Brookfield Central coach and their team. I had the Brookfield East, that's where I met Tom Swiddle, by the way, his team, Brookfield Academy kids come in. And I asked the kids from Brookfield Central, when you see, when you see um, your schedule, what game? What, what do you look at? And all of them said, Brook East. And I go, what about Marquette? Yeah, we don't like them, but Brook East. And I said, why? And I said, we see these guys all offseason. All offseason. So now they leave. Brookfield East guys come in. I said, boys, when you look at your schedule, what's the game? They said, well, Brook Central. I said, what about Marquette? They said, we don't like them much, but it's Brook Central. And I asked him the same question, same answer. Because we get we hang out with some of those guys. And if we beat them, it's way more fun hanging out with them than uh, than not. So that uh, that game, I did get a text, 7 nothing Central over East at halftime. And Ted Lang said this is a really hard-hitting game. And Ted Lang has seen some hard-hitting games, I can tell you that. Hey, I never get a chance to talk about these guys that I have doing the sideline stuff for me. And there are some guys like uh, Michael Rachel, who's this is his second game ever doing it, and he did a great job last week. And I've got guys that have come in and come out. There's a couple of guys that do games for me and have been with me since day one. And Ted Lang is one of those guys. And Mike Bush, who was at a wedding tonight, and he's, you know, he's apologizing like crazy. And I said, man, go to the wedding. No worries. But you know what? Those guys, my son-in-law, John Bonner, who is coaching the fifth grade. He's coaching defense for the fifth grade team at Brookfield East. 
He was on the staff at Homestead, Brook Central, and Pewaukee. Decided to get away from high school, spend more time with his his three beautiful sons and my daughter. And uh, he's lucky he's doing that, by the way, because my daughter's a lot like I am. Katie, I love her to death, man, but enough now. Come on home and start coaching your own son. And uh, those are the guys I had that first year. And we would talk about the popcorn, the dance team, the the band, what kind of crowd, what's the field look like. We would we would stretch it out, kind of like I'm doing right now. We would stretch it out like crazy. And all I kept telling them is, look, it's theater of the mind. That's what radio is. It's theater of the mind. So just tell us what you're seeing. Just tell us what, you know, tell us what the crowd looks like. Tell us how the band sounds. And and if they're not any good, tell us they're great. You know, just tell us. Let us know. And those guys started with this thing. And then all of a sudden, last year, we're up to 23 guys at 23 different games. And I can tell you that, you know, it's more challenging because we can't get personal with guys like Don Wachillis and Ted Lang and uh, and Mike Bush. And, And guys like that have been, again, been with doing this for a long time. And Ralph Reinhardt, who, you know, he he just does Nicolet games, but he's been with me a long time. He's back in town, and he should be calling in right now. You know, uh, Greg Wanschneider, he has been part of this thing. And, and if you don't know Greg, he's he's a guy pretty famous, actually, out in Waukesha. He is blind. And you know what? He, he, he calls in with games, and he, I can tell you this, he sees games better than some guys that I've had doing the games. And he understands the theater of the mind thing, and I like that. Hey, a quick update on the Oak Creek game. That freshman quarterback who rushed for a two-yard uh, a quarterback sneak to get them on the board has now thrown a six-yard touchdown pass. 13-9. to uh, Cade Polowski. Polkowski. There you go, Polkowski. Cade Polkowski. Again, he's a freshman, and he's going to have some of these growing pains, but he's got good size, and he spins the ball really well. Austin, let's get to a break. Other side of the break will continue, and it's uh, it's tough, but we'll keep going. Uh, you guys keep texting me, and I'll keep passing along as many scores as I can. This is the Varsity Blitz High School Football Scoreboard Show, powered by Current Electric, on 1250 AM, The Fan. All right, get your helmets on. Let's go, let's go. From the Southeast Conference to the Parkland, from the North Shore to the Classic Eight, from the Greater Metro to the Southern Lakes Conference and everything in between. When I feel that chill, smell that fresh cup. It's time to get you up to date on all the key high school football games in the area. The boys are falling. It's the Varsity Blitz High School Football Scoreboard Show, powered by Current Electric. Let's turn it over to the fans' high school insider, big time, Mike McGivern. To the Varsity Blitz High School Football Scoreboard Show, powered by Current Electric. For all your solar and electrical needs, go to callcurrent.com. On 1250 AM, the fan, that's going to be a challenge for me, you know? I used to do uh, 1250, and I may bring that back. I've been asked a couple of times, and uh, we'll see. And we'll see if uh, if that makes a, a comeback or not. Hey, um, some news about uh, about Sussex Hamilton and Baraboo. Baraboo was supposed to play Lakeside Lutheran tonight uh, from up at uh, Lake Mills. They were going to travel to Baraboo to get a game. Baraboo, uh, Lakeside Lutheran um, had a, um, a, t- a positive COVID test. They shut everything down. Shut it all down. 
And I think they had one or two, in fact. And they shut it down. So Baraboo went on Twitter and said, hey, look, we're, we don't have a game. We'll play anybody. Anybody in the state want to play? Sussex Hamilton said, oh, we'll play you boys. Come on. Baraboo's really good. And I love Sussex Hamilton had a bye because West Dallas Central is uh, going to play in the spring. So tomorrow night, you want to catch a good high school football game? It's up in Baraboo. But Sussex Hamilton will travel to Baraboo to play. Here's the cool part about that. These teams never play. So it's not like they got a bunch of film on each other and stuff like that. And I love that Mike Goss and the coaches over at, at Sussex Hamilton said, you know, the AD at, at Sussex Hamilton had to get involved in this, I'm sure. And he said, yeah, we get the, we'll get buses. Let's go. Will you want to go play? We'll play. And so th- that's the cool part about what's going on. There's not many. There's not many cool things that go on with this stuff. But I'll tell you what, the fact that the Chargers of Sussex Hamilton, new coaching staff and all, said, come on, you want a game? We go, we'll we we'll come up, play. We had a bye, too. So today, I'm sure that head coach and the assistant coaches got their team together and said, hey, boys, you thought you were going to have the weekend off. No, we're going to get in the bus, drive to Baraboo, and play an awfully good Baraboo team. I think, if I can look again, I think Baraboo is ranked – let me take a look real quick, just so you know what uh, what they're getting into over at Sussex Hamilton. I thought I saw Baraboo in the Division Three. They're ranked fifth in Division Three football, and uh, so it'll be a great challenge for Sussex Hamilton to travel there and see if uh, if they can't get a win up there. So again, phone lines are out, and I can tell you the scores that we have. A lot of halftime scores. We are supposed to at eight thirty uh, be talking. With uh, with a young man, and we're not going to be able to get him on. It doesn't look like, but uh, Alex Ortiz is a young guy that I'm actually marrying uh, tomorrow, and him and his beautiful soon-to-be wife Dana. Uh, Dana grew up here. Uh, they're in Indiana right now, and believe it or not, here's why I think their marriage is going to last forever. They met. Sam, you got your mic on. These young people are getting married here in, in tomorrow here in the state of Wisconsin. They met in a bowling league in Indiana, and they're getting married in Wisconsin. Are you kidding me? That's like a that's like a match made in heaven, Sam. How <laughs> that can't go wrong, right? Uh, I've certainly never heard that story. That's for sure. It can't go wrong. Us living here, you'd think I'd have a bunch of friends that met in a bowling league and and they went off and got married, but absolutely not. Uh, but my friend uh, Susie Austin, she used to be on the air for a long time here in the city. And she, uh, her daughter, Dana, who is just, reminds me a little of Susie. She's beautiful. She's strong-willed. She's smart. She's tough. Yeah, it's something. Hey, um, got an update on the Martin Luther uh, game. 20-yard uh, touchdown pass from uh, from quarterback Hopper, Brady Hopper. Uh, 21-8 Spartans, one minute until the end of the half. The Greendale Martin Luther Spartans have not beaten Racine St. Catharines in football in a really long time. But I know their basketball team did. Their basketball team beat them a few times, so that's that's pretty cool. Whitefish Bay's up 7 nothing uh, at halftime over Hartford. That's a huge game in that conference. 37 nothing at half Franklin. Boys, again, for, you know, if you thought that first three quarters of the first game for Franklin, uh-oh, Franklin's down. 37 nothing at half. Franklin is back. I can tell you that. And the Cedarburg game, again, still 14-7 Cedarburg at half over Homestead. And I would love if uh, 
if Michael Ra- if uh, Michael Rachel could find out when's the last time Cedarburg beat Homestead because I'm not quite sure. I think it's been a while, uh, that's for sure. And, and you got to give Brian Lear a lot of credit as we did a little bit earlier, um, which is cool. Still seven nothing Brook Central over Brookfield East. Um, defensive battle there. Kenosha Bradford blocked a punt with 20 seconds left in the first half. Bradford leads 16-13. Imagine that. You're ready to go into halftime. You're up, and now you're down. You got a punt, a punt blocked. Man, that, that'll drive coaches nuts. I was at a game last year where McGuanago had Catholic Memorial on their heels. And the people from McGuanago said, would you quit talking about this, man? And I go, no, it's unbelievable. Catholic Memorial um, ran a hook and ladder, 60 yards, touchdown, right before half to go up. And I was on the McGuanago sidelines doing the sideline reporting for the Thursday Night Lights High School football game of the week. And I watched the air come out of the entire team as they walked off the field. A minute to go with half. Man, they're winning. They're going nuts. They're high-fiving. They're screaming, yelling, all excited. And uh, Billy Young and those boys at Catholic Memorial, they ran a hook and ladder perfectly, by the way. The kid who caught it over the middle as he turned and he went to make the pitch, he got lit up. I watched the tape a bunch because the kid got lit up and he made the perfect pitch to a kid who beat everybody around the corner off the end zone with like five seconds to go in half. I think I remember this. We were in the, we were actually in the studio. They were playing the replay on my twenty four the following week as we were doing the show. That was you were right. That guy who did uh, have the hook got lit up. Got lit up, and he jumped up, and you know the cat. Those 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 Waukesha boys are tough. Oh yeah, they're all tough. It doesn't matter where. You, doesn't matter where you're from. The classic gate. They're, yeah. they're all tough. They they they're all pretty tough. I I would agree with that. Um, most of them. Uh, Sheboygan Falls is up on Port Washington twenty to fourteen. I know that Nate George is the guy covering that game for us. And I think, Nate, you know, Port Washington is uh, a program that, that man, back in the day, football was what they were known for. And uh, I'm hoping they can get it back because it's always better when, when schools like uh, Port Washington are, are, are good and, and people want to come out and watch them play because the community is dying out there for certainly a team to uh, – to do well. I can tell you also the Menominee Falls quarterback threw a 75-yard touchdown pass in the first quarter for the first score. You know, nothing really, just a 75-yard touchdown pass in high school football. You got to love that. You got to have good receivers um, as well. 16-13 half again, Bradford over Oak Creek. We're going to get to a break. We got help coming in. We're hoping. We got somebody coming in that thinks they might be able to fix our phone line. So until then, I'll, I'll continue to get you as many updates as I can. If you call 799-1250 and you've got scores, Austin will get the score from you. If you know my cell, just text me. You guys that are out doing games for me, um, thank you so much. I really appreciate everything you're doing and keep the text uh, messages coming. I really appreciate it. It's the Varsity Blitz High School Football Scoreboard Show. Powered by Current Electric on 1250 AM, The Fan. Welcome back to the Varsity Blitz High School Football Scoreboard Show. Powered by Current Electric. Go to callcurrent.com on 1250 AM, The Fan. Again, no phone lines, but we've got guys that are calling, still calling in. 
Call in at 414-799-1250 and tell Austin. Any scores that uh, a game that you're at, I appreciate you guys that are on the sidelines working uh, this way and uh, texting me like crazy. Again, 7 nothing Whitefish Bay over Hartford. That was at half. And uh, Whitefish Bay leading rusher, Nigel Cheeks, went down in the first play, and they're working on him to try to get him back. And uh, Nigel Cheeks has had a great year so far for Whitefish Bay. And defensively, obviously, they're uh, – as, as Jake Walter did when he played, they're flying to the ball to keep Hartford un, you know, out of the end zone. No score at halftime is is an awfully big deal for them. The other score, again, Greenville Martin Luther 21-8 over St. Catharines. That game is being played over at Greendale Martin Luther. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm still uh, – I'm always rooting for the Spartans. You know, I coached basketball there for four years, won a state championship, and then uh, – and then said, "Hey, I, I, I'm done. I, I've done this long enough, and it's time for me to, to you know, step back and and uh, maybe do some things for myself and spend a little more time with my wife." And now she's shaking her head right now, going, "Yeah, you're still not home all that often." But the part about doing something to get healthy and 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 all of that has worked. You know, I'm I'm, I'm down a lot of weight, and I want to thank my friends at Medical Weight Loss and Wellness. I want to thank Patrick, the trainer. Over at Greendale Martin Luther, I want to thank Nine Round in Wauwatosa. And the newest thing I'm doing right now, the Burn Boot Camp out in Waukesha on Meadowbrook. Um, Adam Deputy, who's a really good friend of mine and a good client of mine, his wife Christy and I meet pretty much Monday through Friday at 4.45 a.m. It's 30 minutes from my house. we got to get there at 4.30 to stretch because those 45 minutes – at Burn Boot Camp in Waukesha, no joke. I thought, man, 4.45, come on, where's the coffee in Danish? There's no coffee, there's no Danish. I can tell you that right now. And it's 45 minutes of really difficult stuff, but I'm, I'm starting to get a little addicted to it. Sorry, Terry, starting to kind of really like it. I missed it that I missed it this morning, and uh, looking forward to, to getting back to that, and I'll start again on Monday. And this idea of getting away from coaching for a little bit, um, and maybe forever, who knows? I don't know. Maybe I'll coach my grandson's team or something one day. But right now it's working out really well. And, again, the people that I that I just talked about and thanking them, um, I, I, I couldn't do it on my own. The other part is I do my best when I let a lot of people know what's going on. So there are a lot of people with eyes on me holding me accountable. And – I get my wife, Terry, a cup of coffee every morning. You know, and sometimes in the afternoon, and I'll be at a McDonald's drive-thru and some guy will beep at me. And I'll look and I'll go, me? Yeah, what are you doing What are you doing here? I go, excuse me? I thought you didn't eat this stuff anymore. I said, man, I'm just getting my wife a cup of coffee. Come on, man. So all you guys that are holding me accountable, I appreciate it. I need it. That's uh, that's what I do my best. Hey, I want to talk about a couple of matchups ne- next week that I think – Again, week three is really important. And then week four, obviously, especially in some of these conferences, you know, it just gets now you start to figure out the, the you know, who's going to be the top half of the conference, who's going to be at the bottom half. And then there's those teams that always sneak up on people a little bit. But a couple of games next week, that McGuanago, Waukesha West, that McGuanago game is going to be big in that conference, in the Classic Eight. And that, that game is one that we're definitely going to watch. Um, Pewaukee and Menominee Falls. Last we heard, Menominee Falls was all over Catholic Memorial, which doesn't happen very often. And that's certainly going to be a big game. 
Sussex Hamilton will be going to Brook Central. Right now, Brook Central update on that game. 14-0 Brook Central over Brookfield East. And it was a 21-yard touchdown pass with a minute 30 left in the third quarter. Thanks to uh, Ted Lang, who uh, is at that game. He loves going to that Brook Central, Brookfield East matchup. Uh, another game I think next week that that certainly is going to have a lot to do with some of the stuff that, that we talk about uh, every week. Whitefish Bay in the North Shore, depending on how they do this year, Slinger, or this week, Slinger is down a little bit, but they travel to Slinger uh, next week. New Berlin-Eisenhower is struggling a little bit this year, which is unlike them, will play Wauwatosa East, who did not play this week. And I'm sure it's because everything, they shut the school system down for a few days with everything going on. They were our UW Credit Union Team of the Week last week. And I talked to Coach Pfeiffer a couple of times about trying to get him this trophy. He said, Mike, let's just figure this out next week. I'm, I'm so proud of my boys. We got to win. We haven't had a win here in a bit. We got to win. We were really looking forward to playing again, but we're not going to be able to. And so they shut it down. New Berlin Eisenhower will play out at Wauwatosa East. Pewaukee in a non-conference against Menominee Falls. And then Grafton at Catholic Memorial. Uh, Wauwatosa West at New Berlin West. Some of the games uh, next week that we certainly will not only have covered, but we'll also you know have guys out there talking about it and hopefully have them on the line by then. Uh, Lake Mills is up 27-7 over Kewaskwin, just past the half. And... Uh, that's that score. Lake Mills is is going to be really good. They're they're supposed to be real good. Their quarterback up there can throw it a little bit. Fourteen nine Burlington over Waterford, which is uh, I mean upset in the Southern Lakes. Ten fifty five in the third quarter. Burlington up fourteen nine at Waterford. Guys, let's get to a break. Keep texting me scores, fellas. I really appreciate it. This is the Varsity Blitz High School Football Scoreboard Show, powered by Current Electric. Go to call current Come on 12:50 a.m. the fan. Uh, welcome back to the Varsity Blitz High School Football Scoreboard Show, powered by our friends at Current Electric. For any solar or electrical needs, go to callcurrent.com on 12:50 a.m. Hey, tomorrow at 11 o'clock, meet the Kern Electric Superhero of the Week. And uh, from my alma mater, Mesmer High School, she is uh, Madison Brown. Man, you're going to really enjoy the conversation we have with her. And if you don't know about that segment, we just started this year. And the reason for the segment is every time you turn on the news, all you hear is bad news. You don't hear anything good. And the Kern Electric Superhero of the Week does not have to be involved in sports at all. In fact... The four weeks we've done it, the two girls from Milwaukee South said, yeah, we, we're on the tennis team. We're horrible, but we're on the tennis team because they needed kids. And so we joined. We like volunteering places, and that was a place we could volunteer. Madison Brown, not a sports fan. I, she might be a sports fan, but doesn't play. And uh, she de- she is working hard to get out west someplace to go to college. And uh, I'm looking forward to the conversation with her. Hey, I get asked a lot. Um Hey, man, where did this start for you? You know, were you a big-time athlete? Were you this? Were you that? What? And uh, let me tell you a couple quick stories since I have the time. My brother's Jim McGivern, who lives down in Sarasota, Florida, and I've been on the phone with him a little bit uh, um, today, 
and this afternoon, later this afternoon. And uh, his uh, kind of his nephew, Will, who's my new best friend, by the way. Will, if you're listening, um, I look forward to meeting you, young man. I look forward to talking sports with you. Um, and my brother, Tim, both went to a place called Francis Jordan High School. It was over on Burleigh, and then it became an archery place. I think it's now a church. Um, but it was an all-boys, small all-boys school. And it was uh, shut down my brother Tim's, after his sophomore year, my brother Jim graduated from Francis Jordan. And my brother Tim was playing freshman football, and Phil Datka was his coach. And he broke his leg playing. And he wanted to go see his team play, and my dad, Billy McGivern, was not much of a sports fan. And my mom, Joan, very much a sports fan, but was not going to drive us to watch Timmy's team play if he wasn't playing. So he would take me with him. He was on crutches, had a cast on his leg, and would take me to chase buses in case the bus, he couldn't get to the, the corner on time. And so I would go with my older brother early Saturday mornings, and we would figure out what buses to take. He'd figure out. I was just a little kid. And I would be with him for one reason, and that was if we had a connecting bus that I had to run fast and get it and ask the, guy, the bus driver to wait for my brother, that's what I would do. And I got a chance to see high school football only at the freshman level at that point. But, man, I wanted to go every week with him. I loved it. I absolutely loved it. And then I got a little bit older, and my mom, who um, she passed away April 2nd, and a lot of you guys listen to the show Heard me talk about it that Saturday. But my mom, did. she loved basketball. And she listened to every single high school show I ever did. She could never, and I'm putting quotations up in the air, remember that I do a home improvement show from 8 to 9, that I do a youth sports show from 9 to 10, that I do a faith-based show on Sundays. Didn't remember any of those, but that high school show, when she was at the Catholic home, she had to be in her room. At 10 o'clock, and she she listened religiously from 10 to noon and normally would call me at 5 after 12 to talk about the show, and it was awesome, and I miss her dearly. But she, one day, middle of winter, my dad was out, it was a Friday night, and she said, hey, get your coat, we're, uh, we're going to a high school basketball game. And I said, Mom, it's snowing out. She even liked driving when it was raining. She said, yep, but I'm we're, you and I, let's go. So we got in the car from 31 31 North Bartlett Avenue, drove to 35th in Wisconsin. And she parked the car in a, I think it was not a parking area. She didn't care. She parked it. And we got in and we got to the desk and the kids said, ma'am, I'm sorry, the game sold out. And she said, no, it's not. My son's going to see this game. And he said, ma'am, I'm sorry, but it's sold out. And she said, who do I have to talk to? My son and I are going to get in that gym and we're going to get in there now. And the kid from Marquette High put his hands up and said, okay, just Go ahead. You're going to have to stand at the top of the bleachers. We get up to the top of the bleachers, and we're standing there when Racine St. Catharines with Jim Jones came out against Allie McGuire and the Marquette Hilltoppers. And the the atmosphere in that gym was like nothing I'd ever seen in my entire life. And from that moment on, I knew I was going to be involved in high school sports one way or the other. If I could play, I was going to play, and I played some. If I was going to be able to coach, I was going to coach. I coached for 36 years. And if I could talk about it, the love that I have for high school athletics is a couple of reasons, and I'll tell you them. One, I think it's the purest sport you can find. It's just pure. 
for the most part, right? You're playing with kids you grew up with. You're playing with kids that you're in class with. You're playing for your school. You're playing for what's on the, the front of your jersey, not what's on the back. And there's something about that that just really I, I have loved for so long. And when kids put it on the line at the high school uh, level, you know what? They may never play again. They may never play in college. They, they they might not be good enough. But, boy, to run through that tunnel, to get to those practices, to, to work as hard as you have to work to play high school football, high school basketball, high school baseball, any of it, it's it's just really, for me, it, uh, that's what, what it is. And I love being around it. I loved coaching it. I loved playing in it. And I love talking about it. And for me to go out and give awards the pick and save student athlete of the week every week to go out with Chris Kavadovic and give away the UW credit union team of the week. I, I love doing that, getting up in front of some of these kids and talking to them about what these years are, why they're so important to them. I had a guy at McGuanago tell me, and I've told this story before, before Thursday night lights, high school football game of the week, he came up to me, he's 25 years old. And he said, Hey, can I tell you something? I said, of course. He said, I work for the company that gives your your camera guys the lifts. So I'm always around this game. And I said, that's great. He said, I went to McGuanago, and I was first team all-conference, second team all-state. And I would give everything I own, everything I own except my truck and my dog to you if you could get me one more week. And I said, really? He said, one more week. And I don't just want to play in a Friday night home game. I want Monday through Thursday, and I would never take a, a, a playoff. I took so many plays off. I was tired. I was looking at the girls. I was winded, what, whatever. I didn't know. He goes, you got to tell your, your your players that you coach. you got to tell these kids that they're going to miss it so much. I didn't know. I know now, and I wish you could give me one more week. And, again, I would give everything I own to get one more week. Sam, what about you, man? Where where did the love of sports come for you? Oh, for me, it all started. It all, it all starts with my dad, because I mean, him and I would go to every Milwaukee Brewer game when I was a kid, no matter what, even if they were bad, if they were good. And the thing that really drew me in was you remember on Sundays and they let the kids like go um, on the field and all that and stand next to the players uh, before the national anthem and all that. Yeah, I would. He would enter all my me and my sisters to do that. So we'd all go out there, and that's when it really stuck in. I'm like, I was probably, I don't know, like four years old, five yeah. years old. I was like, oh, man, I'm on Miller Park. This is so cool. Yeah, it was County yeah. Stadium for me, pal. Yeah. And you know what's funny is my grandfather, and 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 if my brother Jim is listening, he knows where I'm going with it. He worked up in the mezzanines when he retired from the railroad. And we'd go to a Brewer game or a Brave game, believe yeah. it or not, and the third inning or fourth inning, we'd go up, and George Fahey, about 6'4", would be one of the ushers, and he'd go, go sit over there, and not a word. I don't want to hear a word. And we'd sit in the mezzanines, mm-hmm. and he'd get us some you know, some cotton candy or whatever, and we could sit and watch the game at Old County Stadium when we were little, and it was really cool. That's cool that it was your dad, Sam. I, I love oh, that. Yeah. And then, you know, it, he got he got me into memorabilia and stuff like that, and then I got to meet some of these players and all that, and that's that's when it really took over because I went to college originally for marketing. Right. But then I realized, holy cow, this is not for me. I need to really figure out what I want to do in my life, and then I figured out, like, hey, I'm either going to do something in sports or music. I'm going to give myself one or the other. It's yeah. not going to be anything else, and thankfully – I got into music for a little bit before I graduated college, but then I figured I probably want to do sports. For the Where'd rest you of my go to life. college? I went to UWM. Good for you. Yeah. My mom that I talked about, she uh, Joan McGivern worked in the bookstore at UWM for years yeah. downstairs in the trade book hey. area. 
Yeah, that's awesome. Hey, Austin, let me, uh, I want to bring you in as well. The love for this, where did it come from for you? Well, uh, like Sam, obviously some of it came from my dad. Uh, we used to go to a lot of Brewer games as well. I remember going to uh, one of the early games at Miller Park and just, you know, getting pretty close seats, me and my dad taking it all in. And then uh, my mom, actually, was another reason where the love of sports came from. She's a huge Packer fan, and our entire basement, like wall-to-wall, is autographed pictures, jerseys, all really? kinds of stuff. She's got it all. And so, you know, going back to when I was little, we always used to watch all the Packer games together. Uh, unfortunately, we don't watch too many of them down in the Packer room anymore. You know, you'd think a Packer game, you'd watch right. it in the Packer room. We don't do that as much anymore. Well, but that you know what? A Super Bowl. When they get to the Super Bowl, invite a few of us. Maybe we can. We'll social distance. But your 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 mom's still in Sussex. Yep. You know what? Uh, good for her, guys. My dad had no interest in in sports. He had none. And and I can tell you uh, one quick story with that. I made in Little League baseball. Made the All Star team, and. I, I was hit. Uh, we, we were on a school trip, and I got hit in the face with a baseball bat, and I got knocked out, and I got brought to the Burlington Ho- uh, Burlington Hospital, and I remember waking up and a nun crying, saying, you know, come back to us, Mikey. Got me in the ambulance. It was a Friday afternoon. They said, hey, we're going to keep you over for the weekend, and they called my dad off the job, and he's a brickler and a mason, doesn't like getting called off the job much. Comes down to uh, Burlington, and they said, hey, Right now, we've done the x-ray, and where he got hit, I th- we think he's going to be okay. Two inches up, he would have lost his eye. Three inches over, he would have lo- been killed. Two inches down, he would have lost his cheekbone. We want to keep him for the weekend. Saturday morning, my dad drove back down with my little sister, Maureen, and he goes, get dressed. Let's go. we got to go. Now, they wouldn't let me go in the bathroom to see what my face looked like. My little sister goes, hey, too bad it's not Halloween. Because you wouldn't need a mask. I go, what? I go in the bathroom, and, and, and it really did not look good. And my dad goes, get dressed. We're, we're going home. And the nurse comes goes, what are you doing? I said, my dad said to get dressed. She goes, he can't go home. My dad goes, yeah, I can. I'm not driving all the way to Burlington again. That's a tough Irish kid. He's fine. Get dressed. Nurse said, I'm getting the doctor. He said, get the doctor. Doctor comes running and says, Mr. McGivern, you can't take him. We, we have to do more tests. He goes, he's fine. You're fine, right? I go, yeah, I think so. He goes, get dressed. We're out of here. And off we went. And you know what? I made the All-Star team, right? That next weekend, I'm playing in the All-Star game. I'm getting dressed to play. And he had two buddies from up north staying at our house. And these guys go, what are you doing? I said, I made the All-Star. I got a big All-Star game today. They go, we're coming. We're bringing your dad with us. I go, no, he doesn't like baseball. They said, we don't care. He's coming. My dad showed up at that game. And I won some MVP thing from this All-Star game. And I like I had, I don't know, three, four hits. I just had the best game ever. And these guys were high-fiving me when I got home. And I looked at my dad. I said, thanks for coming. He goes, yeah, you did good. And that was the end of it. He had, he had no interest in that stuff. So it's cool that you guys, your first answer for that was your father. Yeah. I think my son would, would, give, would give the same answer. I used to put out the newspaper. I'd put his bowl, put cereal in it, wake him up, and put the sports page with a picture somewhere right there where we'd see it every single day. And I did it on purpose. It was it was awesome. I asked him one time. We used to watch basketball games together. He was probably seven. My wife was there. I said, Matthew, what defense are they playing? He said, uh, that's a zone. I turned the channel. I go, Matthew, what defense are they playing? He said, that's a man-to-man. I turned to another one. I go, it was Temple. It was 
right? I go, Matthew, what defense is that? He goes, that's a man. That's a zone. That's a matchup. That's a matchup zone. My wife, Terry, goes, you're creating a monster. You know that? I said, yes. Yes, I am. He was seven years old telling me that that was a matchup zone. So, hey, a couple uh, updates. 28-7, Menominee Falls over Catholic Memorial. Arrowhead up on McGuanago. Late in the third, it's 21-17. Arrowhead over McGuanago. That would be an upset. West Bend East, 30-14, started the fourth over Nicolay. Wanted to thank Ralph Reinert for that. Uh, Trav, uh, you know, I'll tell you what. Uh, Michael, Rachel, you guys are doing great. Menominee Falls over Memorial. I appreciate uh, Greg Wanschneider uh, giving us that. Tyler Peters over at the uh, Arrowhead McGuanago game. It's awesome. Mike Bush, if you're listening, what a great week for you to be off. Another update. Burlington up 21-9 at Waterford. Burlington up 21-9 at Waterford. And again, that head football coach at Burlington played at Burlington. In fact, played with Tony Romo. I think he's the best man at his wedding. And uh, he loves throwing the ball. And now defensively, they're getting after it a little bit. And so Southern Lakes Conference, Burlington might be the team to beat. We'll see. We'll get him in studio one of these days. Hey, uh, let's uh, let's get to a break, guys. You all right with that? It's a Varsity Blitz High School Football Scoreboard Show powered by Current Electric. Go to callcurrent.com. On 1250 AM, The Fan. Welcome back to the Varsity Blitz High School Football Scoreboard Show powered by Kern Electric. They got nothing to do with phone lines, I'll tell you that. I love the people at Kern Electric. They are my favorite. They, uh, they, they've they done enough work at my house, my, Terry and my house, that, uh, Matt, I love uh, Kern Electric. Go to callcurrent.com. Also want to thank our friends at uh, local pick-and-save stores. You know, the uh, high school uh, student-athlete of the week uh, brought to you by your local pick-and-save stores. We've been doing that one for years, and it's been great. It's been uh, just a, a a thing that I do every week, and at night I go out to a, a pick-and-save closest to the winner's uh, high school or team, or a house, excuse me, and hand out this award. And there are times that half of the team shows up, and the family, and the mom, and the dad. And the first one I did was down in Waterford. And... Uh, I called the store manager on my way down. And I said, hey, here's who I am. This is what I'm doing. He said, I don't, I don't know anything about this. And I said, that's all right. I've worked it out with, 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 with your people at corporate. Uh, Emily, who I work with all the time, is just phenomenal. And he said, oh, okay, so how does this work? And I said, I'll tell you when I get there. Well, um, Jack Richards, who was a middle linebacker for Waterford, he's about five foot eight, little guy, really good-looking kid, and if you moved, he hit you. And Jack Ritzman, he ended up going to Wisconsin, and he was a manager for the football team and just a really good kid. And he was our first winner. And his mom, dad, sister, um, grandmother, and grandfather showed up. Grandmother was kind of in a wheelchair. And so we kind of helped her in, and the store manager got pictures with the family. He handed the plaque off. And the grandmother stood up out of the wheelchair and hugged the store manager at Pick and Save and said, thank you for doing this for my grandson. I couldn't have set that up better. It was perfect, right? That the, the guy said, hey, they think this is all because of me. I said, it is. It's all because of your local Pick and Save stores. Hey, guys, there is a uh, 
there's an upset. This is an upset for me. Right now, with 7.30 to go, Sam, you might want to turn my mic off. You don't want to hear this. 28-17 Arrowhead over McGuanico. 44-yard run by Jackson Tank. 28-17 Arrowhead right now up over McGuanico. Oak Creek getting beat. And Kenosha Bradford, 29-13 with 4.09 left in the third quarter. Kenosha Bradford up over Oak Creek. Start of the fourth, Kettamore and Lutheran up 20-3 over Berlin. Kakana 20-10 over Plymouth. And Lake Mills all over Kewaskum, 27-7. Lake Mills against Kewaskum. If you're just tuning in, we have no phone lines, guys. No phone lines. So we will continue to get you as many scores as we can. We can have you guys call in, though. And Austin will take the score. We just can't get you on the air. So if you're leaving a game, do me a favor. We want to update as many scores as we can. 799-1250. 414-799-1250. Call Austin. Give him the the, the score of the game that uh, you're at. 14 nothing. by the way. Brook Central final over Brookfield East. Central's defense was solid. This is from Ted Lang. Stopped East four times on fourth down. Great game. Great crowd. Great atmosphere. And he had talked about how hard-hitting that game was. It always is when Brook Central plays Brookfield East. Guys, let's get to a break. Other side of the break, we'll continue talking and hopefully get you as many updates as we can. This is the Varsity Blitz High School Football Scoreboard Show, powered by Current Electric. Go to callcurrent.com. And this is on 1250 AM, The Fan. All right, get your helmets on. Let's go, let's go. From the Southeast Conference to the Parkland. From the North Shore to the Classic Eight. From the Greater Metro to the Southern Lakes Conference and everything in between. When I feel that chill, smell that fresh cup. It's time to get you up to date on all the key high school football games in the area. It's the Varsity Blitz High School Football Scoreboard Show, powered by Current Electric. Let's turn it over to the fans' high school insider, big time, Mike McGivern. Welcome back to the Varsity Blitz High School Football Scoreboard Show, powered by Current Electric on 1250 AM, The Fan. I'm Mike McGivern. If you're just tuning in, we have no phone lines. Guys can call in. Austin will take the score Pass them along to me, or you. If you have my number, text me the score, and I'll uh, I'll uh, relay the scores that we have, and we'll continue to do that. If you're leaving a game, do me a favor, call 799-1250. 414-799-1250. Austin will pick it up, give them the score. I'd love to have you on the air, but uh, right now these phone lines, we've been doing this since about ten after seven, and. Uh, you know what the heck? I'm an Irish guy. I can just uh, keep on keep on talking. Um, Arrowhead is maybe the talk right now. They're up 28-17 in the fourth over McGuanago. Uh Greendale Martin Luther is uh, still beating Racine St. Catharines, and according to uh, Andy Marino, who's at that game, it's 28-8 Spartans, 3:32 left in the third, and Brady Hopper. With a 20-yard touchdown pass to number 10, Jacob Hartlop. I, I'm telling you guys, this. I don't know the last time Martin Luther has beaten St. Catharines in football. I know when we beat them 
number of times when I was coaching basketball over there, it was a big deal. And and I know that that they had to exercise some demons when it comes to St. Catharines on the football field because St. Catharines had beaten them in some really big games over the last four years. And you know what? This this Martin Luther team's pretty good. They'll if they hold on, they'll end up two and one. And uh, that, depending on what's going to happen with the playoffs, they got a chance to to maybe go deep into the playoffs if that's available once we get there. They've got a, their their quarterback Brady Hopper, and their dad. Uh, his dad is the head football coach there. He's about six three, smart kid, quiet, and uh, can can really throw the ball. He's a pitcher in baseball, and I'm still mad at him for not playing basketball that year that uh, that was there. He uh, he I mean, he plays JV year. Then the year I left, he decided he didn't want to play, and it's too bad because he was a heck of a basketball player as well. Hey, um, Sam. If I ask you your bucket list for stuff to go to to go to stuff, um, what would it be? We have a World Series game, a Super Bowl, you know, a, a NCAA Final Four. Give, give me uh, your top bucket list. Oh, it's Super Bowl. All it day. is. So yeah. here's the thing. My uh, my grandpa won a contest for the last Super Bowl that the Packers were in. Yeah, uh, against the Pittsburgh Steelers down in Dallas. You literally won a contest that you just throw your name in and all that for chance of Super yeah. Bowl tickets. They got it. All they had to pay for was the hotel and all that and the travel down there. So I told my dad, I said, hey, so you know what this means? The next time the Packers get in the Super Bowl, you got to take me no matter what. Right. And he said, all right, we'll do it. Really? Could well, be. fingers crossed. I mean, it's it's 2020, so we don't know. You don't know. Hey, they can make the Super Bowl this year, so we don't know what that's going to look like. But yeah, for me, it'd be, yeah, Super Bowl, if I could see a World Series at Miller Park, that'd be awesome, too. Austin, you got uh, uh, Austin. You got a bucket list. What would uh oh Yankees go up uh, two one? Um, Austin, your bucket list of things. What would be the top of the list? Uh, oh, I'm sorry, one one still. My list would be to see uh, the Bucks play in every road team arena. Um, well, I mean, obviously every road team arena because I've I've seen them at the Pfizer, saw them at the Bradley Center. Uh, the only other one that I've seen them, I saw them down in Miami like two years ago. So I'd like to, I'd like to see my team on the road. I like checking out those those road team arenas and stadiums. So yeah, I got an update. Another update. Arrowhead up thirty five seventeen now over McGuanico. Boy, there's going to be a lot of people in that conference surprise, including my co-host uh, Ryan McMillan, the AD at Muskego. That Arrowhead is going to. It looks like they're going to beat McGuanico. So um, one of the things I had on my bucket list a long time ago was I wanted to see a game in the NBA Finals. And my brother Jim, who now lives in Sarasota, Florida, was living in Detroit at the time. And he lived um, he lived in a suburb of Detroit. He lived about three blocks from Isaiah Thomas. He lived kitty corner from Aretha Franklin kind of stuff, right? And he said, hey, I can get you want to come see Detroit Pistons against the Lakers? Come on. I'll get you tickets. So my friend Brian Kleisman and I uh, drive to Detroit, and we go watch the the bad boys against the Lakers. You know, Jack Nicholson walks in, and people are booing him. Lakers start, they're up like 15-2 and never look back. The game was never close. But it was so cool to be there. And my brother said, hey, bring, uh, you know, could you could you bring Kelly, my daughter, and teach her the game of basketball? I go, it's the NBA Finals, man. Teach your basketball here? Yeah. I go, all right. So brought Kelly. 
um, watched the game, tried to explain it. Kelly didn't have a lot of interest in basketball, and then dropped Kelly off. And my buddy Brian and I went to a place called, I think it was Jukebox Saturday Night, something like that. And we're sitting there having a beer. That's back in the day when I drank. I don't drink anymore, but sitting there. And my buddy Brian goes, hey, look at that idiot sitting two seats from you trying to look like Rob Lowe. And I go, hey, man, that's Rob Lowe. He goes, that's not Rob. I go, that's Rob Lowe. I go, hey, how you doing? He goes, good. I go, you at the game? He goes, yeah, I'm a big Laker fan. He slides over and sits next to me. We start talking, and all of a sudden, a girl walks by and starts screaming. The guy's about 5'8", by the way. He goes, hey, boys, I got to go. I go, no, no. Then tell you know, we'll be your security guard, man. Come on. He goes, I gotta go. He hits some something on a keychain. Now remember how long ago this was. A limo pulled up, he ran, girls were screaming, following him, jumped in the limo, and boom, gone. It was great. We had a good trip, and I got a chance to see a game in the finals, the Lakers and the Pistons, and it's something I always wanted to do. The coolest thing I ever did, boys, you'll love this. I worked for a sports marketing company before I started working here at Intercom. I flew on the Packer team plane to a Monday night game in Pittsburgh. And it was Reggie White and Favre and Chimera and that group. And you get on the you get on the flight and nobody sits in the middle seat. And there's peanuts and, you know, water and stuff and, and you know, snacks on the chair between the seats. And my boss was sitting at the window. I'm sitting on the um, the aisle seat. And we get up. It's an hour and a half flight to Pittsburgh. We get up in the air about 30 minutes. Stewardess comes down and says, uh, steak or chicken? I go, excuse me? She said, steak or chicken? I said, I'll, I'll get a little steak. You get like a real steak, a big old baked potato, like some more food than you can imagine, okay? Then she comes back and says, apple or cherry? I go, excuse me? She goes, pie, apple or cherry? I said, I'm stuffed. She goes, we bake the pies ourselves, apple or cherry? I said, I'll have a sliver of the cherry pie. She brought me a half a pie, a half a pie. So then she comes back and says, any kind of fruit you want. I said, anything? She goes, try me. I said, kiwi. She goes, you got it. Beautiful kiwi, right? Then comes down with like a drumstick of ice cream or a Dove bar. I said, no, I'm done. She goes, I'll let you pass on that one. I said, hey. Some guys walked in with coolers of, I believe, chicken wings, right? She goes, yeah. I said, yeah, I got a nose for those. I said, any of those left? She goes, absolutely not. Rookies have to bring a cooler. They pick three rookies. One has to be spicy. One has to be, like, regular. And one has to be crunchy or something. And they devour those before we get up in the air. I go, that's unbelievable. You never see, you never go through the airport. The vans pull up right on the tarmac. You go down all those stairs, get on the van. We are in the front office van. And Favre, Chamir, and Frank Winters get in our van. And everything you everything you think those boys talked about is what they talked about. Talked about a party that all NFL players, they've rented the three top rooms of a hotel. And they were talking about some of the stuff going on on, the, on each floor. They talked about a starting quarterback that was a starting quarterback back then that passed out and they stripped him naked and put him in the elevator and hit ground floor. That kind of stuff is what they talked about. And I thought, man, this is unbelievable. And I absolutely fell in love with Pittsburgh. If you haven't been to Pittsburgh, it's beautiful. Like, it's a really cool. It's one of the top. I think it's really very underrated. Hey, you've been there? Yeah, I went there, uh, I think, like two years ago for a Brewer series. 
Yeah. Just to go visit the city. And that, man, beautiful stadium. Yeah. You come through the tunnel mm-hmm. into downtown and those yellow bridges, three rivers, obviously. Unbelievable. I fell in love with the people in Pittsburgh. They were just like Green Bay guys. They're yelling at us, hey, Packer boy, you're going to get killed tonight. Come have a rolling rock. Hey, Packer boy, you guys stink. I hate that. You want a burger or something? It was just like it. And and they 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 lined the streets. They booed the the, the buses. They threw. It was phenomenal. Cordell Stewart had a game of his life, and they beat the Packers that night. And I'm walking. All the vans get to the airport, right? You're going to walk up those stairs, and you just get out of the van and go. It's Ron Wolf, me, and Fritz Shermer, the defensive coordinator, walking up the stairs. Ron Wolf stops, turns, says, "Fritz, are you kidding me? What happened?" Cordell Stewart, now used very colorful language, I'm in between them, and it's one of those moments where time stops. And I'm thinking, man, I shouldn't be here. I really shouldn't be here. And he's screaming at Fritz Shermer about Cordell Stewart? Really? We couldn't stop him? And it was, uh, I'll tell you what, it was a trip of a lifetime, boys. It was, i never get a chance to do that again. And uh, it was awesome. It was awesome. Guys, let's get you a break. It is 9-15. We'll continue to uh, to tell stories. It's 34-7. Menominee Falls over Catholic Memorial. 34-7. Falls over Catholic Memorial. Let that sink in a little bit. In case you guys thought maybe Menominee Falls might have been overrated a little bit, you know, are they really that good? Well, guess what? Coach Lutz, he's got it going on. He's got it going on, and right now, they are ranked number one in the state division two for a reason. 34-7 falls over Catholic Memorial. This is the Varsity Blitz High School Football Scoreboard Show. We have no phone lines. So th- so you're tuning in. You're leaving a game expecting us to have the sideline reporters or coaches on. We can take calls, but we can't get them on the air. If you're leaving a game, I want to know a little something about it. Call Austin will pick up 414-799-1250. 799-1250, and give him an update. Get the, the final score and a little bit about the team you went out to watch and what you thought of that game. I also want to know what kind of crowd there was, if they're letting people in the place that uh, that you were at. There are some, some high schools that are not letting any fans in, and then there's some others that uh, are letting more than uh, maybe they should in. I don't know. Hey, here's a final. 21-14 Cedarburg. Over Homestead. 21-14 final. Cedarburg over Homestead. Wow. There are some scores tonight that just years ago, last year, didn't make sense. And this might be one of them. This is the Varsity Blitz High School Football Scoreboard Show powered by Current Electric. Go to callcurrent.com for any solar or electrical needs. On 1250 AM, The Fan. Welcome back to the Varsity Blitz High School Football Scoreboard Show powered by Kurt Electric. On 12.50 a.m., the fan, again, if you're just joining us, we've had no phone lines for for my sideline reporters who are, man, these guys are great. Think about this. They they give me a Friday night. I give them like a sweatshirt and a and a and uh, um, some gear and then, and then a pass to get in to stand on the sidelines and call in. 
And these guys have such a love for high school football and, and, and love to, to help me out to come on this show. And I don't get a chance to thank them enough. So if you guys are in the car, thank you for doing this. And, and the way you've handled it tonight with texting me and calling Austin, I appreciate it. If you are leaving a game and, and we're not talking about the score, call him. Call Austin at 414-799-1250. 414-799-1250. And let uh, Austin know the, the score and he'll keep us up to date. Hey, Kenosha Bradford all over Oak Creek. 35-13. Man, oh man. Bradford's Bradford's pretty good this year. I can tell you that right now. They're uh, they're pretty good. 7-0 Whitefish Bay final over Hartford. I'll tell you what. Coach Walter, Jake is going nuts. He's so happy right now. 7-0. Their defense shut out a really good Hartford team. Now Whitefish Bay, you know, if they're listening, Cedarburg beat Homestead. Let that sink in. Cedarburg beat Homestead. And uh, Whitefish Bay... I think beat Cedarburg last week. Whitefish Bay's now the odds-on favorite maybe to win that conference. Marquette High up 28-21 over Germantown in the fourth. Germantown staying hanging tough with uh with Marquette 50 to nothing. Franklin with a, a final there um over Kenosha Tremper. And it could have gotten even worse, I think. Could have gotten a lot worse. It was 27-0 at the end of the first, I believe. And uh Lake Mills 41-7 over Kewaskum. Oof. Lake Mills, I'll tell you what, Lake Mills is supposed to be pretty good, and they're showing it right now. That's for sure. If you're leaving a game, again, we'd like to get the score. It's 35-9 for Arlington over Waterford. Didn't see that one coming, that's for sure. 35-9, Waterford is getting beat at home against Burlington. That's... uh. That's a game that, uh, you know, Thursday Night Lights, they, they like them a little closer than that. But uh, Burlington throwing the ball really well, and Coach Bakken at Waterford is not going to be happy. Hey, uh, boys, let us uh, let me ask you another question before we get to a break. Sam, I'm going to start with you. The, uh, the best or biggest win that you were ever a part of as a player, whether it's intramurals, whether it's you know, individual stuff, whatever it is, when I ask you, it could be grade school, it could be fourth grade for all I care, but the best win, when you th- close your eyes and you think about, man, that was the best for you, What what is that? Um, so both of these stories are going to be pertaining to my time at Waukesha West when I was under Coach Rucks there. Yep. And this would be my senior year in both of these incidences, both in the playoffs, actually. So the first round of the playoffs, that year, we were just a ground-and-pound team, and you could not stop us. We had Elijah Ford as our running back. And I think the dude probably led the entire state in rushing yards or should have been, you know, the best running back of the state, in my opinion, that year. But we were just a juggernaut that whole year, and we could not be stopped. The only time we ever got really, like, matched up well is our interconference games, whether it be, you know, CMH or um, Arrowhead at the time or Muskego, blah, blah, blah. So I can't – honestly, I'm trying to remember who we played in that first round of the playoffs. Name's not coming to my mind of the school, but – Basically, we had gone to their – it was at their stadium, and we were down, I want to say, like 21 to nothing or 14 to nothing going into halftime. Yeah. Now, it felt like that was the first time we ever got shut out in the first half where we just couldn't get anything going. So, halftime, it was really a, the first time the whole season, and now it's in the playoffs, of course. We're all just looking at each other like, man, we just got punched in the face, and now we got to respond for the first time pretty much all season. Right. And – we granted our coaches did a great job of getting us all together. Like, hey, you guys are doing well. 
All you got to do is just eliminate the turnovers, do this, do this, do this. You know how Coach Rucks and all those guys are. 100%. We had Jeff Tricky as our wide receiver and quarterback My coach, goodness. too, at the time. We had, Our coaching staff was just loaded. Coach Beal, too, as our defensive coordinator. And you know Coach Beal. Oh, man. You're he, bad. If you're yeah. down, he'll, he'll let you know. Yeah. So, oh, you, you think? You know, we come back in the second half, and sure enough, uh, Tommy McCudden, I think, had a long running yard, touchdown in our first possession of the second half, and we end up winning the game. I want to say, like, it was around 22 to 21 or something, or we had, like, a two-point conversion to win the game. So that was, you know, we really shouldn't have been in that situation, but we somehow found a way to win and, sure enough, go to the playoffs. Hey, wait, Tommy McCudden, was he the same great as you? Yeah. I got a, I got a Tommy McCudden story. Oh, go ahead, dude. The McCuddens. Man, those guys had a big part in my Thurs- football career. Thursday Night Lights, Waukesha West at McGuanago. Yeah. I'm on the sidelines doing the game, right? I was very good friends with Tommy McCudden's grandfather. Oh, yeah. Ronnie McCudden. Legend. Legend. Tommy McCudden, you guys, it goes to overtime. McGuanago scores, kicks the extra point. You guys come down and score and go for two. Oh, yeah. I McCud- remember this game now. They McCudden on fourth and goal somehow wills himself into yeah. the end zone to score. Place go nuts. I then give you guys the award. Yep. In my ear, they go, hey, we're coming live to you in 30 seconds. I go, where's McCudden? Come here. Tommy, come here. Yeah. Comes up with a big smile. I whisper in his ear, man, your grandfather would be so proud of you. We all knew about that heading into the game, too. He, he looks at me and goes, and starts yep. crying. He had the black stuff under his eyes. I'm trying to get him out of the, the shot, right? Yep. I'm thinking, what have I done? We go to a break. Tony walks up. He goes, what did you do? I go, my timing stinks, man. I'm sorry. I just whispered in his ear, your grandfather would be so proud of you. Tony McCutton starts crying. Yeah. Karen, Tony walks up and goes, what are you doing to my boys? Would you quit talking to them, please? So Yeah, if you know the McCuddens, I mean, family uh, means they're the best. everything in that, in that family. And a couple of us had known that, you know, going to the game, too. So I just made that win even more crazy. And I, I now that you mentioned that, that probably should have been like my biggest win in my career. But for some reason, that playoff game just yeah. came to my mind first. But it's funny you mentioned that because I remember I was getting the award, you know, all that, and we were all just going you crazy. You didn't know that was me, huh? Well, I, at the time, I didn't even know we were on <laughs> no. my 24th, you told me, to be honest. No, I know. That's, you know what? I'm just playing with you because, right. you know, I, the McCuddens and I still talk about it, though. Yeah. Yeah. They, they are one of my favorite people. Austin, your best win ever. Well, I was going to go intramurals because it's always great bringing home a championship, yep. but uh, I'm going to have to go with uh, back in 2012. It was my junior year, and I was the manager of the basketball team over at Sussex Hamilton, and I believe it was round two of the playoffs, so it would have been the regional finals. Uh, we were trailing to Arrowhead, and uh, Brady Ellingston hit a really clutch three to bring the game within one, I believe, and then we got a turnover, and Jake Knipple hit a game-winning buzzer beater uh, nice little layup at the rim, left him wide open. They so, they double team Brady and left Jake slip right underneath. So uh, so Brady's dad Brian yep. went to St. Peter and Paul with with me a little bit younger, same age as my sister Maureen. Went to Mesmer. Uh, Barry, who is his uncle, I'll tell you this: the best Ellingson basketball player was the sister Carrie Ellers. Carrie was unbelievable. So that family, and then the Knipple family. Matt, I went to I went to high school with Joey Knipple. He's two years older than yep. I was. And during the break, I'm going to tell you a story about Joey Knipple. I think for me, guys, boy, you know, I've been a part of six state championships as a basketball coach. And it's hard to pick one of those. Um, if, if that would be 
I, I'll tell you my, my, my toughest loss. Um, I was at Dominican, we're ranked number one in the state. We had Derek Wimmer and Ray Nixon and J.R. Blount, and, and we, we, we were loaded. We were loaded. Sectional semifinals played Oostburg. We're up six in overtime. I'm on the bench. They put their six worst play, five worst players to the bench, to the scores table. I said, buzz them in. We're at the free throw line. I go, buzz them in. They didn't buzz them in. We missed the front end of the free throw. We got the layup. We missed a lay. We missed a kid going down the lane. They got the rebound, kicked out to a kid at half court who took a couple dribbles and hit a deep three. They took a timeout and beat us. I didn't drive to Sheboygan for a year because there's a sign that says to Oostburg. I've never watched the game. I got guys like Derek Wimmer, who just got a head coaching job, said, would you quit talking about that game? I can't. It's the worst loss. We get done with it, boys. We get done with it. And it's we're in the locker room for a long time. My son, Matthew, was probably in sixth grade at that point. I come out of the locker room. He's standing at the top of the bleachers by himself with tears flowing down his face. And I went, okay, this boy gets it. He gets it. So, yeah, it's awesome. Guys, uh, we, we can't get anybody out because our phone lines aren't working, but that's okay. I get a chance to talk with Austin and Sam, and I don't normally get a chance to do this with these guys, and they have a love and a passion for sports like everybody listening, and it's great. And we're just telling stories. We're going to get to a break. We'll continue. We're going to go until 10 o'clock. So we've got more stories to talk about. If you left the game, call us in with the score called 414-799-1250. 414-799-1250, and get Austin the score so I can update everybody else on these scores. And if you can give me a little bit about the game that you're at, I would appreciate it. Again, 799-1250. This is the Varsity Blitz High School Football Scoreboard Show, powered by Current Electric, on 1250 AM, The Fan. Welcome back to the Varsity Blitz High School Football Scoreboard Show, powered by Current Electric. Go to callcurrent.com. I'm 1250 AM, The Fan. If you're just joining us, we've had no phone lines since 10 after 7. And, uh, again, people have been texting me like crazy, different scores. They've been calling in for Austin. Um, it's been uh, it's been okay. I Guys, I'll tell you this. The second show I ever did, what happened here, we went from Christian Station to Sports Station. I was coaching basketball at Dominican, and I said, we should do a high school basketball show. And the, the program director at that point said, uh, no. And I put a business plan together because I'm a sales guy here at Intercom, and I said, we should do a high school basketball show. And I gave him the business plan, and he threw it on his desk, and he said, no. There's a part-time guy here who was on air, said, we should do a high school basketball show. The guy said, that's a great idea. Talk to McGiver, and he's got – some ideas. And I won't name the guy, but John, I'll just say his first name, he wouldn't talk to me. And finally, I cornered the little fella. I said, hey, what's? I want to talk to you about this high school basketball show. He goes, stop, I already have a co-host. I go, what? He goes, he's the freshman girls coach at Milwaukee Lutheran, and he just moved here from Zion, Illinois. And I said, what does he know about this market? He goes, don't worry about it. I already have a co-host. And I walked away shaking my head going, Hey, man, I just want to sell it and make some money at it. And the first show, um, the second guest that they had was a guy that said he coached basketball at Dominican. I had been in Dominican six years, and I would never heard of the guy. 
So I turned the show off, never, never went back and listened. With four weeks to go, the program director came to me on a Thursday late in the day and said, you got a minute? I go, yeah. Go back to his office and he goes, hey, at any time with this conversation, if you want to say, I told you so, go ahead. But we're gonna we're not gonna have these guys do that high school basketball show because they kept talking about world wrestling stuff, and we want you to do the show. And I go, did you read my business plan? He said, no. I said, I've never talked to in a microphone. I have absolutely no interest. And he goes, man, look, the show is Saturday morning at seven o'clock. Rami Makloff was my uh, producer, and he he ended up Makloff ended up not doing it then. And they brought another guy. Makloff was the following year. Excuse me. They fired both these guys. Then Sparky had a guy who was going to come and produce. The second week, we didn't have the guests on because they, they went right to voicemail. And I didn't know what to do. And him and I had a banter for eight minutes. And the guy said, look, I don't know anything about high school basketball. Let's talk about our favorite high school movies. And I said, those guys got fired for talking about world wrestling stuff. He goes, you're on your own. I bantered for eight minutes, Sam. I've never been so embarrassed in my life. It was horrible. I got out to the parking lot and tears flowing down. I was so embarrassed. Yeah, it's it's hard to fill up like you know a good old a good like solid segment. People don't realize how hard it is. I think until you get behind the mic, it's horrible. And Sparky called me. Sparky was yeah. I tell you this, man. Uh, for for people that don't that only hear Steve Sparky Pfeiffer on the air. And he's really good on the air because he's very passionate. And you, people come up to me and say, well, he's just doing that. He's taking that side because it's radio. He's not. He's taking that side because he really believes it. And he, he's got a heart about as big as this entire studio. And he's been so helpful to me on a lot of this stuff that he called me as I was driving home. And I said, never again. I'm never doing that again. He started laughing. He said, man, we've all had bad shows. Just relax. You got two more weeks, and then we'll figure out what we want to do. But just do these two weeks and and make sure that you do a little more prep work. When we could come in studio, Sam, I never get here later than quarter to five. And you know that. And the reason being is if I have to fill an hour, I'll do it. If I have to fill an hour on roofing, I can't get a hold of Randy over at All Right Home Remodeling or Jason at J&J Contractors. I'll fill the hour on roofing by myself because I come in, I'll prep for it, and Sparky taught me that. So a couple finals, guys. Arrowhead deep, did beat McGuanago 35-23 final. Muskego 48-14 over Catamaran. Kakana 27-19 over Plymouth. Oconomowoc 50 Waukesha North, 27. It's the last time Oconomowoc put up 50. Wow, probably a Ryan McMillan team. Sheboygan Falls over Port Washington, 32-16. to 16. Wow. There's, I'll tell you, guys, there's some, some scores that just surprised me tonight. Arrowhead over McGuanagall, 7-0 Whitefish Bay over Hartford. Huge. Whitefish Bay defense obviously just flying to the ball, and they 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 put the clamps on a good Hartford offense. 34-16 Spartans. Greendale Martin Luther Spartans, 34-16. And uh, Severe Campbell, a pick six, most likely sealed this one. I want to thank Andy. Andy Marino, who's at that game. Appreciate that. 35-20 final Kenosha Bradford over Oak Creek. So I tell you what, that's a big win for Kenosha Bradford. That's for sure. So 
It's good stuff. Arrowhead again, 35-28 final over McGuanago. Muskego is going to be certainly interested in in that one for sure. And uh, Arrowhead is maybe getting to be, maybe coming back. Your hatred for Arrowhead, where does that come from, pal? Ever since uh, my sisters were in high school and all that, I've just known to hate Arrowhead as much as Green Bay Packers fans hate Chicago Bears fans. Right. And, you know, it's got it's mostly to do with, like, you know, past games and all that. We've come really close to winning, and we just get, you know, let down or whatever. Or sometimes I've met people from Arrowhead, and it's just not – didn't rub me the right way and all that. So just little things like that just stay with you. Yeah, there's no doubt. There's uh, there's a few of those with me. But now that I do this, I've got to – here's the other part, boys, that you'll laugh at. So – now, the basketball, we had four weeks to do it. It was done. And they came to me and said, hey, you know what? You, you did good. You want to, you, What do you think about doing more of that? And I said, let me think about it. And then I sat with the program director and Sparky. And I said, look, I'll, I'll do it. But you got you to gotta, like, change the time because 7 a.m. to 8 a.m., I can't get coaches. And, I, and one hour is enough time. 10 to noon. Give me 10 to noon and just give me the show and let me do what I want with it. And they said, what are you going to do with it? And I said, I'm going to make it a celebration of high school sports. And Sparky said, define that. And I said, two kids get kicked off the team for drinking? I'm not going to talk about them. I can't bash 15, 16, 17-year-old kids. I'm not you. And he started laughing. And I said, what I want to do is celebrate the kids who came off the bench to help that team win. It'll be a celebration of high school sports. So he said, all right, let's give that a shot. And Rami then was my co-host. And, no, he was the, the producer. I had another guy who was a sales guy here. And we finally got a big get. We got a, a big high school coach to come in. And my co-host showed up a minute before, and he was just getting home from the night before. So I fired him then. I said, get out. Just get out. Are you kidding me? I said to Rami, I don't know how to get in and out of breaks. He took a pen, wrote it down real quick. He said, just say that. You'll be fine. And that's what we did, and I've been kind of doing this thing. Then they came to me, Sam, and said, what do you know about football? I said, I know a lot about football. He said, what do you know about baseball? I said, I know a lot about baseball. So I've actually had a Saturday off unless I'm on vacation in a long time, and I want to just thank the people here. I'm so blessed, you know, to work for guys that allow me to continue to do stuff like this, and and uh, I, I enjoy it for sure. Sometimes it gets a little tough, but, uh, man, I, I do like it. It's It's awfully good. 48-7 Lake Mills over Kewaskum. 48-7 Lake Mills over Kewaskum. Want to thank Bobby for that, Sarah. Let me know the, the new date, by the way, you guys. I know you're listening. I was uh, supposed to officiate their wedding. And all I can tell Bob, my boy Bobby is you all kicked your covers like I did by a mile, pal. She is way too, man, she's too cute for you, pal. I'm only kidding. You're a good dude. Let's get you a break. Other side of the break, I think we'll probably wrap this thing up then, right, Sam? We will wrap it up. This is the Varsity Blitz High School Football Scoreboard Show, powered by Current Electric. Go to callcurrent.com. And ask for Sarah, by the way. Callcurrent.com on 1250 AM, The Fan. Welcome back to the Varsity Blitz High School Football Scoreboard Show, powered by our friends at Current Electric. Go to call dirt current, callcurrent.com. 
Boy, it's been a show, guys. I, I got to tell you, it uh, it has been a difficult show. No phone lines. We couldn't get any sideline reporters to to go on the air with us. Um, they, they've been doing a great job of keeping me up to date, texting me, stuff like that. And I really appreciate them doing that. Um, here's another final Johnson Crick. They, and they call it Crick there. We say Creek, Johnson Creek. It's Johnson Crick. Tim Wagner's team, 50. Fall River, Rio, 6. It's a good win for uh, for him for sure. Um one more coming up. Here we go. Martin Luther, another score. 826 left, 34-16. Now it's 41-16. Severe Campbell, one of the best receivers in the state of Wisconsin. If you don't know him, look him up. I coached his older brother, Petey, and uh, Severe Campbell with another touchdown. He had a pick six for one. He had this one, uh, 41-16. They're going to beat Racine St. Catharines. For the first time in a really, I, I again, a really long time, for sure. So good, good for them, um, boys. This stuff seems to happen every once in a while. How hard is this as the producer, Sam, when you can't get the uh, the phone lines? Because I'll tell you what, young man, you're a young man that's been around here now for a bit, but you know what? You never, you didn't go nuts. You're not throwing anything. Calm, cool, making phone calls, trying to figure it out. And then you said, Mike, we're, we're going to, you know, you're going to have to just fill it. We'll be all right. And, and what producers should do is keep guys like me calm. And you did. So thank you for that. Hey man, I've, as for my three years here and all that, I feel like I've dealt with way worse than this. And I, I applaud you, especially with how you handled it. Cause I think it's been a pretty good show. You know, yeah. all night long. Yeah, I, th- I th- well, I think so. I don't know. I, I do get a lot of guys that say you tell the same stories over and over again. Yeah. But you know what? I, 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 these are my, hey, they're my, uh, my go-to stuff, boy. Hey, a good story is a good story. Yeah, Austin was like, he should have had a bowl, like a bowl of popcorn in the back and all that. He probably could have gone for like uh, another half hour. He probably uh, oh, been pretty gonna, happy. You know what? We're going to go out and have a pizza after. I'm going to tell him more stories, man. <laughs> I was, hey, I'll tell you one. I'll tell you one real quick. You, when we were talking about our favorite wins, stuff like that, um, I was coaching at Calvary Baptist where my son played. And obviously, 67 kids in the whole school, right? Seven boys in the basketball team. I call this a Caucasian invasion, right? We had some pretty good players on that team, and we got invited to this tournament in Pensacola, Florida, and it was all Christian schools. And they did that because they thought they could recruit some basketball players. And we're playing a team from Athens, Georgia, the first game. And I, I, Matthew, my son Matthew never once asked me how many points he had. He asked me how many turnovers, how many assists, because he was a true point guard. We go in halftime, we're up by about 10, and there's a player from Pensacola that meets me before I get in, and he goes, hey, are you going to uh, let number 20 get 50? I go, what? And he goes, are you going to let, and I just said, I, I don't know. And the older guy who was watching the game, and it was a decent crowd, says, hey, you're going to let 20 get 50? And I went, 20's Matthew. And I went back to the scores table. He had 25 the first half. And the team, the, they come out in a zone, and they're above the three-point line. And Matthew and I, if I said step up, Matthew, step up. Pull it. You're going to shoot it. And I, there's reasons why I'm asking you to do it. Don't question me. Shoot the ball. I want to see how they box out. I want to shoot, see what they're doing coming off the screen, whatever. If I say step up, shoot the ball. We're in by the ball at half court, and I go, Matthew, step up. And he looks and sees that their zone is above the three, 
And he looks back at me, and I give him this look, right? I put my hands up like, how many times have I told you, don't question me? He takes three dribbles and, and drains a three, and I went, oh, here we go, right? Now I'm kind of keeping track a little bit, and we our lead gets pretty big. He's at 47, and he missed the front of, of a one-on-one, and he got a steal, and he went and, and he, re- he tried to reverse layup and missed it, and I took him out. And two, three minutes to go in the game, and he goes to get water, and I'm coaching the girls' team as well, and I got to go across campus. So I go down, and I go, hey, I got to go coach the girls. He goes, hey, I'll be right there as soon as this game's over, right? I go, how many points do you think you had? He goes, I don't know, man. I had a lot. I bet I had 30. I said, you had 47. He goes, put me back in. I go, no, you missed the front end. You had your shot, pal. He goes, I didn't know. He had 47 that game. He had 39 the next game, and they put a boxing one on him the last. We won the tournament, and he got the MVP. And I'm walking out after all the awards, and a kid from, um, kid from Charlotte, North Carolina. I go, boys, what was the best part of the tournament? Kid said, I guarded your number 20, and I guarded him for four minutes. He didn't score. I go, no, the best part of the tournament. He goes, coach, I guarded number 20 on your team. He's the best player we've ever seen. I said, hey, when I tuck him in tonight, I'll let him know. And the kid looked at me like, I go, that's my son. Now, he was all of about 100 pounds at that point, 135, and I was a big boy. And, it, you know, you don't think we're going to be father and son. And the kid goes, is he going to Wisconsin? I said, he's not Wisconsin good. He goes, coach, I'm not kidding. That's the best player we've ever played against. And I go, that was awesome. So, it was good stuff. There's no doubt. They got a chance to see the ocean. We had a bunch of kids, guys that had never seen the ocean. That was my favorite part of that turn. You know what? They got to go on the beach and see the ocean. Sam, man, it's awesome. You know, maybe next week, let's pretend the phone yeah. lines aren't. No. Might as well. This Absolutely is the, not. This is a night to remember. You know whose fault it is, right? Oh, yeah, of course. The new guy. The yep. new guy. Throwing First time he does the show, the boy from Sussex, Hamilton. Bang. I like his mom. I'm not sure about him. Austin, you did good, young man. Thank you very much. You guys, how calm you were. You kept me calm. You did good. I applaud you. Thank you very much. Thanks for listening. This is the Varsity Blitz High School Football Scoreboard Show, powered by Current Electric. Go to callcurrent.com on 1250 AM, The Fan. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.